good to me in all circumstances. Oh, in all circumstances, you are so good to us. Hallelujah. Let's worship. Father, we thank you because you've been good to us in all circumstances. Father, I'll say thank you, Jesus, so good. Father, we worship you. We bless your name, O God. We say, Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Jesus, so God, for your mercy, O God. Yeah, the rose of Sharon. Father, thank you, the rose of Sharon. The bright and morning star, the lily of the valley. We worship you. We bless your holy name, O God. We say, Blessed be your. We give you all the exaltation. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never, sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul, yes, oh my soul, worship is sing like never, sing like never before, oh my soul. I worship your holy name. Oh, yes, we worship your holy name. Oh, we worship your holy name. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. Oh, what a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name. Oh, Jesus, what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. Oh, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. Oh, what a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. What a beautiful name is your name, Father. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we say thank you. Call him beautiful name. Father, we say thank you, Jesus, oh God. Rose of Sharon, Lily of the Valley, the bright and morning star, we say thank you, Jesus, oh God. Blessed be your holy name in heaven, Jesus. Thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Father, we worship you. We give you glory. We say thank you, Jesus. Father, we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord of Lords. Thank you. Father, we say thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the adoration. Father, we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Be my Oh, Lord. You are Exalted, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, and there is nothing you can't do. Uh, yes, oh Lord, our eyes are on you, be my defy, uh, yes, oh. 
Be magnified, be magnified, oh Lord, Jesus Christ, you are highly exalted, oh yes, and there is nothing you can't do. Oh Lord, our eyes are on you. Be magnified. Oh Lord, be magnified. Thank you, King. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, magnified. I am that I am, Lily of the Valley. We bless your holy name. Let's magnify him this morning. Let's give him all the honor, all the adoration, and invite the Holy Spirit into our minds this morning, that the Holy Spirit will speak his mind again to us this morning. We reveal himself to us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Welcome, everybody. Turning over to our briar this morning. Welcome, everybody. Well, Pushatandalari Boskolo River Center. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much, Sister Comfort. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to gather thank at you. your feet. We thank you for keeping us. We thank you for your love. Hallowed be thy name. Let your kingdom come. Thank you, Lord. Let your will be done on earth the way it's done in heaven. Everything we're going to be doing this morning. Father, come and reveal yourself to us. Help us to, to hear you. And let your word, let it transform us to be who you created us to be in Christ Jesus. Amen. So uh, our topic today, uh, it is um, very, very, you know, practical and I think it still works in line with um, the encouragement that we give, uh, that we, you know, as a body of Christ that we give each other to be able to actually grow. Is um, Jesus is not ashamed, just the way he stated in that uh, our text from Hebrews 2.11. We said, whatever family background that we come from, it doesn't really matter because, you know, when you think about the old context, Christ came, say, all has sinned and has fallen short of his glory. And for God to love us so much that he gave Christ for us to be able to be reconciled. So if God, they, if God was so concerned about the kind of background that we have, he wouldn't have you know, restore and uh, send Christ to actually bring us, you know, to himself. So I think we should have that context when we look at this. And Christ always, you know, tell, you know, try to impress that in our hearts when, you know, when you think about the people, even his disciples, let's not even talk about his family, his disciples, many of them had but you know, you know, like, you know, like Matthew, he was a tax collector, even the Pharisees labeling bad. But this is now, this is not then. So it's when we are in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation. And this is the whole point of the topic that we are talking about. Uh, so let's just read uh, our text today. I just wanted to start from, um, I'm going to read from the new, I mean, the new living translation. I want to read from 5, Hebrews 2, 5. Uh, Jesus the man I say and furthermore it is not it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about for in one place the scripture says what are men mortals that you should think about them or a son of man that you should care for him yet for a little while while you made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor you gave them the authority over all things. Now, when it's 
says all things. It means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under the authority. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position, a lower, a, a low, a lower, a lower, a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. God, from whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood. The son also became flesh and blood. For only as humans, for only as human, human beings, could he die and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who are the power of death only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves as slaves to the fear of dying so as we can see here the question was what are men humans you know but the question also was answered then because you know, God values us, no matter what we have gone through. Because if we have been condemned, you know, based on our characters and attributes that we have revealed in almost all our lives, even currently, but God is still telling us through Christ that he loves us. And in that text, he said it, for God so loved the world. Because, you know, God doesn't want us to, you know, continue in the path of perdition. That is why he sent Christ for us to be, you know, shown the way back to the Father. And like we have seen here, Christ, you know, in that verse 12, Christ really showcased his love for us by saying, I will proclaim your, your name to the brothers and sisters. I will praise you among the assembled people. So Christ died for us to bring, to, to restore us back to, 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 to God. And he wasn't ashamed to call us brothers. I think that should, you know, propel us into something different when we hear those words. That, you know, Christ wasn't proud to see all our shortcomings and leave us to, for, for us to be who we are. But he wants us to be made right with himself. And he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. And I read, they say, every family has a secret. A cousin with a prison record or a dad who was abandoned the family or a grandparent who ran off with a co-worker. It may surprise you to know Jesus didn't come from a perfect family either. The Bible records the details of Jesus' ancestral lineage and includes some not so nice characters. There's a prostitute called Rahab, and there's a white-collar criminal named Jacob who took advantage of his brother and his father-in-law in order to get rich. And how about King David? One day, he's writing psalms, and the next day, he's seduced, seducing the wife of one of his army officers. The list goes on, and the scripture records it to let you know two important truths. I think even for us, if we take a step, um, just uh, wait a little bit from all these uh, accounts that we just read now about, you know, the people that came before all the, uh, all these people that came before Christ, as is written in what we are reading now, that even Abraham, you know, while we are in flesh, there is no perfection. That is why Christ is the perfect vessel for us to be reconciled to the Father. That's why Christ came. And he wasn't ashamed 
of any of this set of people because we are still flesh. And these testimonies and these accounts are meant to let us know that even while we are feeling ashamed of whatever things we have done in the past, there's still a way because God still used most of these people, just like the disciples, like especially you know, an example, a plain example is like Peter of all his shortcomings, you know, he was still used to proclaim who Christ was. And one of the most important parts of it was the, the, the impute true Christ Jesus of the Holy Spirit in our lives to help us be able not to, you know, once we are convicted that we can actually, you know, overcome. You see, that was old us. Now we are new in Christ and we have been given the Holy Spirit to help us to bring us into that remembrance of who we are currently so that we can overcome our past and not continue to live in insecurity or to live for a new life. And these testimonies that were said about Jacob and David, you know, doesn't, you know, is, is not meant to let us remain in sin, but is to make us know that even with the fact that all these people were imperfect, with the coming of Christ, we can overcome and our current issues to doesn't condemn us because those people too, you know, God still worked with Abraham, even though, you know, Sarah doubted a little bit, even though Abraham lied a couple of times, that is documented, God was with them, but God was not looking at those particular things. He was looking, he was looking from this eye of love to us, for us to be made right. So we shouldn't continue to live in that condemnation or shame but we should step out into the light that Christ has brought for us. And so Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers. If we take the invitation to come to step into the light, not continue to live in the darkness of who we are before, because if we start to look at who we are before, we will never step into the light that Christ has brought now for us. Okay, it's not a shame for us, but we need to take the invitation. And we need to actually surrender so that we can be made anew. So all the old things, like you said, he has passed away. Then yes, we are a new creation now. You see, the scripture was documented to let us know two important, two important truths. You say you are not unique. And, you know, when you think about it, we are unique or we are not unique. But in this sense, there's another, there's a, there's a, analogy in this sense of we are not unique we are not unique that we most as humans we have struggles and we have past of bad deeds or even current bad deeds but that doesn't separate us from the love that god has us like i said not no variation because like you said he loved us that is why he came to die for us so if your family three has a damaged fruit jesus wants you to know He's been there that, you know, from all this lineage that was written on. In the absence of any mention of Joseph's involvement in Jesus' adult life, some scholars believe Mary may have raised him and his sibling alone. And Jesus was, wasn't reluctant to call his ancestor family, which means he's not ashamed of you either. So no matter what we are right now, so far we are convicted we have the Holy Spirit that is telling us our bad dates or, or our former dates. But that is supposed to propel us now into the light, not into darkness. So for us not to continue to live in that shame of our current deeds or our past dates, just like in the in the beginning with Adam and Eve, once they knew they already fell short, they 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 they, they, they eat themselves being afraid of the consequences or, or lack of thereof. But what we're saying now is with Christ, with the light, Christ is coming to let us know that even our past deeds or our current deeds that are not right, he's, he loved us and he's not ashamed. He wants us to step out in the light to be made right. You see, Jesus doesn't look, the, the second point, Jesus doesn't look at our past, at your, he doesn't look at your past in order to decide your future. This is very important. You know, and it's very, you know, when, when, when you think about the words of Christ, when he said it, like he desires mercy rather than sacrifice. So Christ is pulling us to himself 
through his love and his grace for us to be able to have a heart of compassion, you know. And this is what he is showcased many times to us so that we can see that he desires a heart rather than our actions. So our actions, our past actions, he, doesn't, he just wants us to be remade so that we have a new heart that loves God and that, lo that loves our fellow human beings. It's not based on out of our actions. Our actions are justifiable to us, maybe our righteousness or our religious acts, or maybe even our wrong actions. But Christ wants our heart. He wants, you know, he, he, you know, and he's showcasing his mercy and his love and compassion to us so that we can see that love and be able to be an expression of that love in the way we live our lives. It's in the eyes, you know, in the eyes, spiritual DNA trumps natural DNA. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us through himself, through Christ Jesus, and gave us a new ministry of reconciliation. So don't be afraid to tell others that, that what Jesus did for you, he did it for them when they put their trust in him. Even our testimony of what we have done before and what we have go gone through is supposed to propel people for them to see that if this person, you know, if their family background or the ill things they've done before doesn't prevent them from stepping into the life and being received by Christ, this should be, you know, a testimony to, for us to reveal to people so that people can see who we are and who we are currently from who we, are, who we were before, you know. You know, you, we can look at ourselves personally about what we have done in the past, or maybe what we, have current, we are still currently doing. And God is still, you know, stretching out his arm to pull us in, to drag us in, if we're willing, instead of us to continue to live in that shit. I want to read now Second Corinthians. I, want to, I just wanted to start from 14, 2 Corinthians 5. I'll start from 14. It says, either way, Christ's love, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and I was raised and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought Christ, we thought of Christ from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. You know, we, 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 Christ is not ashamed of us. So we shouldn't be ashamed and we shouldn't put people in the box by judging them of their past or whatever they have done before because Christ wasn't ashamed of us. And maybe we, we don't even have many things that people can actually receive, but we know in our hearts what we have done and Christ is still showcasing his love to us. He said, verse 17, said, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us a task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no, long, no, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us the, this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never seemed to be seen, who never seemed to be the offering of us for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ Jesus. And I hope as we continue to live this life, you know, uh, but I think uh, there was a couple of days ago, I think there was something, or maybe it was church something about judgment. Well, you know, you know, it did say maybe some set of people, he said, for all I've seen and we have fallen short. And for us, Christ is not ashamed to call us brothers once we step into that life and receive him. And the process, like you said, now we've been imputed with the Holy Spirit that helps us, that convicts us when we are, 
when, when, when we are going back into our old self, then we can step into the light and plead for forgiveness and be made right. Christ is not ashamed of us, so we shouldn't be ashamed of ourselves. And our testimonies of what God has done for us and where we were before and to where we are now is supposed to make people see that God loves us. And that love, we should live it and be an expression of that love. And, you know, like you said, you know, he loves mercy rather than sacrifice. And I hope God will help us as we encourage each other. Um, contributions, please. Hallelujah. Good morning. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you, Brian. Um, um, I mean, you know, there, there is, uh, you, you did well on this. And I think um, the only thing I can pick, pick out of this is um, we cannot continue um, to be living a life of just an ordinary person or live a life just like everybody else live it or live a life based on, the, on what the society have dictate that life should be lived by. We should live by by the guidance of the Holy Spirit and um, understanding who we are in him. I think the reason why we, we will not understand who, who we are in the new creation of God is when we don't know him truly. Because if we know him, we say that they are led by the Spirit. They are called the sons and daughters of God. It's a lack of knowledge of him. And how do we know him? Holy Spirit is the one that revealed the minds of God, that reveals God to us. And um, we, once we get to that point in our life, we will start seeing ourselves in the newness of Christ, knowing that we are peculiar, knowing that we are royal priesthood, knowing that we are taken out of darkness. And uh, if we are taken out of darkness, that means we are now in light, which means we are now light, that we should reflect of that light. And I think that's what this is telling us. Christ doesn't really, he won't look at what we've done in the past to tell us that yes, everyone is, is where it's taking us. Even though where we were going before was the wrong direction, once we take him in as our Lord and personal savior, the Holy Spirit start being our guide and start guiding us in the right path to where we need to be. But one thing that actually happened to us is that that weight of the past always try to come as a remembrance or as a conviction to tell us that we are not going on the right path. What we are learning today is that we should not allow those things to hold us back because uh, the Bible does say that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus and those that are walking according to the spirit of God that are not going back. Going back is what we are looking at here today, that the family background sometimes doesn't really matter when we are in Christ, because many people are being drawn by the tradition of family. Many people are being drawn by the, by, the, by the principle of family. Many people are living a life that, okay, yes, because this is how it's done. That is how we are going to do it. If the spirit of God condemn what your action is, then God condemned it. And if you're doing it basically because of the tradition, then you have actually get yourself involved in something that is really, really not right to do and that's one thing that we need to understand like i said yesterday we see so many people that believe that because they're the head they start to put people down and people that are down are not able to come up because the head is putting them down and that's what we need to start to see ourselves in the newness of christ that we don't want to allow what we see or what the human say that we are than what God said that we are. God wants us to live a art of love, a art of obedience, and allow the Holy Spirit to walk with us into this new way. This new direction that we are now, it's not an easy journey because we are tempted in every ways, in every areas. And the temptation is not an easy thing to overcome. But if you're led by the Spirit of God, that temptation will be an easy breeze for you. You won't even feel it. And that's what we need to understand. Do not let our past, do not let our DNA to stop us from doing what God expects of us. Because DNA sometimes, uh, they, they contaminate issues. Because my association, association with social person, I won't let me to fulfill what God has ordained me to do. That's, that's, that, is, uh, that, is, that, is, 
that is damaging. Because when God said this is the right way to go, and we are saying because this is what we be, this is what we are used to, and we are not going in the side of God, then we have to ask ourselves that question: Are we really, really, do we really, really receive Christ as our Lord and personal Savior? That's what I want to contribute this morning, and I just let you know that there is nothing out there that is that is superior than God. There is nobody out there that is better than Christ. There is nobody out there that can lead you better than the Holy Spirit. Is the only guidance that we have because I say I'm gone and I will send down somebody that will teach you, that will comfort you, that will guide you, that will let you know all things, all things. And all we need to do is subject ourselves to Him and allow Him to treat us, to teach us. Because if anyone is in Christ, truly, you're a new creation. All those past, all those past uh, traditional behavior, all those past uh, DNA behavior, all those behavior that doesn't bring goodness into your life. Look at it. Let's think about it. Everything that we think that well, it was good before, what did they give us? What did they give us? They gave us nothing. But when Christ came, it changed everything, everything that we, not only did it change our, our statue on the face of the earth, it gave us a hope of eternal glory. It gave us a hope that, yes, even though when we're done with this enjoyment of peace that we have on the earth, we will continue to enjoy it for, for the rest of our life. And we can look back and see those people that we left behind. We can see our struggle, how they were doing things, that they may think that yeah, what they have is great. But, you know, deep down in their heart, there is a pain that nobody else can touch but Christ. And until they give their life to Christ, before they can experience what you're experiencing. And God will help us to be that light, truly light, that we are not going to fall back to the things of the world, but continue to move on in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, more contributions, please. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Awesome. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Good morning, man. I want to, um, uh, you know, uh, thank everybody for, uh, you know, for all the contributions. I want to appreciate all the contributions. Um, as I, you know, was going through the today's topic, some scriptures were just coming to my mind, and the experiences of uh, some, like uh, somebody like uh, David. And um, you know uh, some of the parable that the Lord Jesus Christ gave. You know this today's like that Hebrew chapter two is telling us that God, the Lord Jesus is Christ, is never embarrassed with our shortcoming. Mm -hmm. It's never embarrassed with our limitations, mm -hmm. our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. What we just need to do is to just be sincere and cry out to Him. Help will always come to us. And you know, like the, the first scripture that came to me was uh, First Corinthians chapter, First uh, Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-six, where the Lord Jesus Christ was. I mean, Paul was saying there that you know how your calling was, brethren, not after many wise, after the flesh, the noble, the mighty. No, let me just read it so that it will make a kind of lasting impression on us. He said, he said, for you. See your colleague, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish thing of the world to confirm the, the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confirm the things which are mighty, and best things of the world, and things which are despised has God chosen. Yea, things which are not to bring to know things that no flesh glory in his presence. So that is it, brethren. So no flesh can glory in his presence because all that we are, all that we will be, our transformation, our changes come by through him, by his spirit, through his word, through his spirit. So we look at, if we look at uh, first Samuel chapter two, uh, 22, Look at the 400 men that were with David. The Bible says that these men, 
the people that were gathered on when Saul was pursuing him here and there, they were people that is like no, no, no people. So to say, how do I put it now? They were they were nothing to no nothing to be said about them. They were people that were kind of written off. These people gathered to him about 400. They said those that were dead, first Samuel 22. If you read it from verse 2, say some of them were dead, some of them were hot, some of them were this. But what happened after that? They were no people, but they submitted themselves to David. And they went through the training. At the end, the last uh, exhortation that Samuel uh, David gave when he was so, you know, passed away. If you first second Samuel chapter 23, if you read Second Samuel chapter 23, you see the formidable army that were formed out of those 400 men that were nothing to write, write home about it, but they submitted themselves to training, to correction, to discipline, to self-control, they submitted themselves to them. To the extent that there's, there's, there's one, an account of a man that he saw kill and kill and kill that his arm was gone to the sword. And they made a mess of the Philistines, of the army. What, how did that one happen? So we find that when we, God is never embarrassed by our situations. So we should not allow, you know, uh, intimidation. We should not allow our shortcomings, our weaknesses, whatever it is, the loss of the eye, Christ is not embarrassed. God is not embarrassed. Is it, but there's something, brother, I just said that's also. He said, we are not to remain in that state. We are not to keep going back to that same thing over and over again. There is always help. There is help with the Lord. Help. The Holy Spirit is there. Like that's what one of the pastors was saying. The Holy Spirit is always there to help us. But there is no situation about us. Because what Christ is, is the final result of how we are going to be. Not who we are now. Or how we are we were when we gave our life to Christ. Or the struggles that we are going through presently. The loss of the eyes, all the weaknesses, all the limitations, God is not embarrassed. Christ is not embarrassed. That is what Paul was trying to tell the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 1 from verse 26 down. So he's never embarrassed. But we must also be in a situation where help can come to us. If we keep repeating one thing and over and over and over again, we make a mockery of it. And, you know, I don't think, you know, it, it, that's, that's wise for us. But if, if, if we find ourselves, you know, we can cry out, we can take it fast. We can cry before the Lord. We can call upon his name. I believe help will come to us because Christ is never ashamed. It's not, that is why the Bible says that. If you read that, uh, the whole of that chapter. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus did not take on the seed of an of angel. I mean, he didn't take the form of angel. He took the seed of Abraham. He came in flesh and blood. Because we are flesh and blood, he took, he liked what took part of the same. So that he will bring us to glory through suffering. Through the things that we, we, we deliberately say no to. Crucif crucifixion life. Be crucified to the world, the world be crucified to us. I pray that the Lord will really help us to, you know, because the time is short. I pray that the Lord will, 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 will grant us help to, to do away with the things that the Lord is telling us to do. Because you see, uh, God is dealing with us individually. There are things in my life that, that where you will be strong. Briar will be strong in some area where I'm still weak, you know. But he is there as our helper. The Holy Spirit is there. Mm. And he will bring us there. As, as we are willing. The Bible says, the Lord will always say in the Old Testament, say, if you are willing mm. and obedient, mm -hmm. you shall eat the goods okay. of the land. Yes. So if we are willing, even though those weaknesses are there, if we are willing and obedient, we shall be there. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. As well said, uh, all our infirmities and weaknesses, uh, it doesn't, you know, like you said, you know, if, um, if we start make judge, if we start you know, to, to, to make judgments based on all things, you know, we will never, you know, we will never step into the light because every time we step into the light, we feel condemned and we will probably go back to our own self. But Christ is telling us that even in, do, in, in those are weaknesses, that is where his power is made manifest. If we, like um, Sister Bridget said, if you are willing, and that is what Christ used to tell those people that he healed. And he's trying to heal us too. That is why he's, like the statement is very perfect. Like if we are willing to step out of who we are to a new person in Christ Jesus, he is there. And Christ used to ask them, you know, said, you know, do you want, what do you want? Do you want to be made whole? You know, he asks, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I hope we can all get that sense. There's nothing, so there's no, the, the love of God has no variation because he loves us, you know. But like, like uh, Sister Bridget said, we 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 have to, you know, make a commitment to 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 want to be made whole in Christ, and and that is the way. And the Holy Spirit is, you know, ministering to us. You know, and that is one of the greatest things that you can understand. And you know, the conviction, the rebuke is love, telling us that you know he can be made whole. And I hope we can all, you know, step into the lights and receive the healing that we need to, from our old self to a new person in Christ Jesus. Do we have any other contributions, please? I know we're not too much there. Is there any other contribution? If we don't have Pastor, do you have anything for us so we could just pray? Um, not, not, nothing really. Um, I think you said it well, and Sister Bridget said it as well. You know, there is no reason why we can, um, we vomited something out and we're going back to it. And if by adventure we made a mistake or we think about it or we just find ourselves in a, in a, we can still call for help. Uh, God is not ashamed of what we have done. And it's not looking at us based on what we've done. It's not looking at us based on what, what we have done. But what he wants is that what we've done is past. We should not be dwelling in it. He wants us to move forward. Even though he's looking at us, he sees us clean. If we are not seeing ourselves as clean, then whatever he sees us to be clean, it will just be of no use. You know what I'm saying? If God look at you and say, oh, you are clean, and you yourself do not accept the cleansing of God, then it will be a different case. So we need to see ourselves that, yes, we are free in Christ and continue to be in him. Uh, most of the time, all of this thing that we talked about lies in our heart. And uh, if our heart is not solidified and guarded by the Holy Spirit, then tendency to be having those memory of uh, what we need, what we haven't done, or what we did wrong, or what we, what we, what we used to do, they will keep on coming. But I just pray that when they come, we will turn them over to the blood, to the cross, and cross Christ can nail them to the cross for us, so that they will not be an hindrance in our walk with Him, and not ourselves when He has not condemned us. So God will help us to be like that in Jesus' name. That's what I just want to say. I thank you very much. That was great. You said, you know, every time we we have all those thoughts, that one of the encouraging words, I think one of the good things about us uh, fellowshipping together is to remind ourselves, and the Holy Spirit is ministering to us daily to telling us that we, you know, like Pastor said, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And for us to really step out into the lights, you know, because, you know, his outstretched hand is right there, with, you know, waiting to pull us in. So we shouldn't continue to confine ourselves to all those things. You know, there's a lot of things that we struggle with. But Christ is telling us, you know, 
there's a lot of testimonies through Paul about infirmities and weaknesses. But, you know, Christ overcame, you know, he overcame. So we should always think about, you know, key into the victory Christ already bought for us on the cross of Calvary, like what Pastor said. And we will overcome. And I think one of the administration uh, that Sister Bridges just gave, that even myself, you know, I was like, whoa, that is those who are speaking to me through our words that if we are struggling with things, that yeah, we can really make a determination by committing it unto the Lord fast about it. We have to, just like Christ said, if we are, you know, if we are willing to, you know, to commit ourselves, you know, the, you know, the, the salvation is right out the door. You know, one of the things God told and came about, you know, when he was annoyed, when he was mad based on the sacrifice not being received. And Christ, God was explaining some things to him. And this is what Christ has explained to us that, you know, that, you know, something is out there if we continue to live in that same, same pattern. Salvation is, you know, right there for us. All perdition is out there guide your heart you know you don't want things to continue to rule you you know all the old things or what is currently wrong with us to rule us but you know the the, the light of christ to rule our heart you know the, the warning is out there and the blessing is also out there and i hope we can you know as we continue to encourage ourselves and this is one of the great things that we are doing you know and i think you know the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the teaching and equipment for us to be new in Christ will continue to be with us. So let us pray. Thank everybody for your contribution and the worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that has come expressly. You know, every time we gather together in, in, in your name, Heavenly Father, you're always with us. And you want us to be made and made and new in Christ Jesus. That is why you keep revealing these things to us. Father, we don't want to continue to lose your identity in our life father we want to recognize you you know a lack of recognition and the people of the old or even us presently that is how we do, that that is the only reason we continue to remain in darkness because we don't recognize your power or who you are but help us not continue to lose the identity of christ that has you know died and resurrected to bring us to make us restored unto you father help us to key into the victory that christ already bought for us a lack of recognition is what makes us to be thinking of our old self because if we recognize you if we hear if we continue to listen to the holy spirit's leading and your word we will know that we are made new like old things have really passed away but we can continue to live in our old ways if we want to be new in you but i will pray for the grace for us to be able to continue to abide in this word and Help us to meditate in his word and let this word lead to propel us into transformation Amen. in Christ Jesus. Help us not continue to live in our old in, in the old ways, Father. Wow. And all the struggles that we have, you said we should bring it onto your onto your feet. But I will bring it all our infirmities, all our struggles onto you. Yes. We are weak, Lord, but in you we know we are strong. Yes. Father, let your name be glorified in our lives in Jesus' name. Father, you want us to abide in you for us to be able to bear fruit. You don't want us to just continue to be hearing these words and still continue to live our old ways. You, you want us to be remade and not just being remade for us to be looking forward to heaven only, but for us to be able to testify of the goodness of what you have done for us. Yeah. And these testimonies are supposed to propel other people to see who you are. Yeah. And that is our purpose. Our purpose is not just to, to receive you and continue to live for ourselves, but to live for you. And yes. in living for you is to yes. testify of your goodness yes. and to live your to, to, to live a life that showcases the light of God, yes. that glorifies you. Father, help us to be able to bear fruit of repentance, to bear fruit of the Spirit, to show the character of God, and now to witness in your name, to Amen. showcase your light, Father. Help us not continue to remain stagnant in you. Help us to grow, to step into the light and be the light through Christ Jesus for people to see you, not continue to see who we are. For us to, for, 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 for the great commission you have commissioned us for. But if we not, if we still continue to struggle, are we going to really reveal who you are? Father, you don't want us to struggle. That is why you keep reminding us this. That's why you keep convicting us, rebuking us, yes. teaching us. Yes. 
and equipping us to be yes. able to be new in you. Father, you don't want us to continue to, to, to live in condemnation and shame. You want us to live in the light of your of, of our salvation. Father, let your name be glorified. Let your, your kingdom come. Father, help us to seek your kingdom, to seek the good of your kingdom. Father, you came, like we've just read in our second Corinthians, like, like we can't continue to look at people because God, Christ came to die for all of us, for us to be able to see you. And if you are hearing this message and you are being revealed to and the Holy Spirit is ministering to us, help us to be made anew, for us to be able to be a vessel to be used to proclaim your kingdom in Jesus' name. But don't let let us continue to live on our old ways. Let your name be glorified. Thank you for your word that has come expressly. Help us not to 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 be hearers of this word. Let it manifest. Let us live this word in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We extend this prayer to every member of our household and the household of faith. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord. Help us all to be made right. Help us to encounter the Holy Spirit and let it transform us. Let it minister, let it illuminate the truth of the word of, word of God in our hearts. And let this be a propellant for us to trust you and to, to yield unto you to be an expression of your love today and forevermore in Jesus' name. We commit every member of the house of the faith that are working, every member that are currently, Father, we pray for, for your grace and protection. And we pray for every member of the household that, that, that is praying for a need, maybe from healing. Everything about you is healing, Father. Father, make us whole in Christ Jesus. Amen. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, Father. We extend prayer to our families, our loved ones, our children, and every members of the house of faith. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Surely. Because goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days, all the days of our lives. And we shall do it in the household of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And the one the Lord has blessed, we shall be. We shall be in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brian, for leading. Thank you for joining. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Have a Amen. good day.